This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every Sunday of quarantine, you get a quarantine extra special episode. If you are a Town Watch supporter, that is $5 a month and up every Sunday. I think there have been like nine or 10 of these already. Yeah. If you sign and, up now, you get a whole backlog of these things. Yeah. And uh, they, you know, we're going to be locked down forever. So it's a forever thing. Forever. Patreon.com slash says who. Impeachment.fyi. Remember those days? Those yeah, were- remember that. Those were the days. Remember when you were like, oh, I've done the worst thing ever. I've signed up to do this thing, and this is the worst thing, and nothing's going to be this bad. I, I mean, I don't remember saying exactly that, but I do remember that that was a time, although these many years ago. Yeah. It was like around Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Something of, of like 8, 2018. Of ni- 1648 or something like that. <laughs> The Pilgrims spoke of it. Hey, do you want to talk about books? I sure do, Dan. Dan. Oh, phew. You were nervous. I didn't. I Suddenly I was like, what is going on? She doesn't want to talk about books? I want to talk about books. Dan, in these crazy times, maybe what you need is a book. I cannot recommend them highly enough. And I also have seen a lot of people saying that they can't read right now. They yeah. simply can't focus long enough. So that has been a thing. I Although I went through that and then I kind of slowly have been coming out of it. So just so you know that if you went through it or are going through it, it's not necessarily a permanent condition. So books are still books are there for you anytime you want them and anytime you're ready for them. Um, sometimes you can just listen to them. You can you don't listen. even got to read them. That's actually super helpful. And um I did say a while ago that uh, if you are someone that already has Kindle Unlimited, Truly Devious will be on it. I have asked where it is, and they said they don't know that it's something with coding and that it's taking a while for the system to update. So everyone is like, we don't really know, but it is coming. So whatever that means, it will be coming. Um but you shouldn't be getting your books from, I mean, I'm just saying if you already have it, you know, you can get it for free eventually whenever it updates or whatever is happening. But you should be getting your books from independent booksellers because they desperately, desperately need you right now. And may I be the first to recommend Book Moon, Book Moon, which I think the website is bookmoonbooks.com. But look up Book Moon. It's in Massachusetts where you can order awesome books, but also Get a read Nazi, sorry, read books, punch Nazis t-shirt, read Nazis, punch books, weirder t-shirt, but you can get a read books, punch Nazis t-shirt. I have one and I love it. So there you go. Uh, Books are good. Books. 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 Hey. Yeah, there you go. And, oh, a spider just walked up my wall. Uh, If you 
need things. Things. We have things for things. you at merch.sayswhopodcast.com. That is M-E-R-C-H. Maybe you're doing a lot of cooking and you are saying to yourself, I would like a who apron apron. Well, guess what? They exist at merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Maybe you are drinking your coffee by cupping your hands together and pouring hot coffee into them and slurping out of there and you are thinking to yourself i would like a mug instead you can get those at merch.sayswhopodcast.com maybe you are going outside though i hope you are not without something covering your face and you think to yourself if only i had something to cover my face you can get that at merch.sayswhopodcast.com we have many things and they are there for you at merch. That is M-E-R-C-H dot says Also really don't go outside without something covering your face. Hey, Maureen, it is summer. Uh, are you hitting the pool? Oh, uh, just today? hang on. Oh, hang on a second, Dan. I'm just putting on my suntan lotion. Yeah. Nice. Heading out, heading out into That's that right. summertime. That's right. Hey, you got a, is that a surfboard? You know, I thought I'd pick up a new hobby this mm. summer. What with it being summer and all, need something. Thought a little surfing, maybe. Thought maybe pick a little pickup game. Thought about play learning to play rugby. Sounds mm. fun, doesn't it? I am going to join a baseball team. I think. Ooh, yeah. baseball! Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Little do 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 do. You know, I and, uh, uh, I've been listening. Been listening for the ice cream truck, mm. ready to get a popsicle, have a little popsicle lick fest. Yep. The old licking pass. Everyone yep. loves that one. Summertime, Maureen. Getting out there, getting summery. Gonna be have bodies exposed mm. in heat. Um Dan, I'm, I'm, I'm just in my office. Yeah, I'm staying in too. Yeah, it's just hot. It's just hot. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's hot out. It's hot out. I'm Maureen Johnson. It's hot out. And I am Dan Sinker. I have been sweating fucking balls all day, Maureen. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's hot. It is warm. It it's we've uh as soon as we pass Memorial Day here in the USA, we count it as summer. So just very yeah. suddenly. It was summer, just like that. We went like here. A- we went from like a month and a half of 40 and raining to 80 and sunny in like the blink of an eye. Yeah. Dan, do you ever just suddenly or just every once in a while turn and look at the calendar? I'm doing it now because I have one of these full year calendars. It's like a big poster size thing. Oh man, it's just sad. Look at it. That's just sad now. And I'm a seeing, whole year at once. Yeah, it's so you can. I had everything marked off, like my tour, the honeymoon appearances, oh, and then you can see where I dry erase wiped away. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
like you see all these things that were down in March that are gone. Everything yeah. just smudgy all over April. Yeah. May, there's just nothing there. And now suddenly it is the end of May. You can see, I can see on this year in a, on a, in a page where everything stopped. Like yeah. I see that little line where I flew back on, what is that? March 8th. I flew back. Then I spent the 9th through the 13th getting provisions. And the 13th was when we shut the door. And now yeah. here we are, Dan. Today's the 26th of May. Yeah. 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 So if you shut the door, we also shut the door on the 13th. So tomorrow will be day 75. Yep. We shut that door, Dan. And um, we'll get into this in a bit. We're going to get into the whole people who believe lockdown is over. Um, if you want it to uh, poorly paraphrase John and Yoko. Um, but uh, Dan, I just want to give the a very important update on probably the first thing on everybody's mind in this episode. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Obvi last week, um, I discussed my Uber swank drop crotch <laughs> jumpsuits. And um, I had forgot. I had legitimately forgotten. Yeah. All about that. Yet it was like three quarters of last week's episode. And just to summarize, um, and I'm wearing one right now. I'm, of course, naturally. So my quarantine summer uniform is the Uber Swank drop crotch jumpsuit, which is a <laughs> a playful, delightful garment that is, it's, well, it's a jumpsuit, as the name it would indicate. And it's very soft. It's a beautiful, soft, breezy cotton, like a jersey, super soft and friendly, like pajama feeling. And it's very large. There are no nothing form fits to this. This is a this just moves with your body. It's yeah. um, it's just a giant flowing, but it's not huge. It's not like ungainly. It's just a very it has a drop crotch, but it's not like your knees. It's just low. So. Yeah. Um, and I got one of these and then I realized I'd made the greatest decision of my life in ordering it. And then I ordered another one and then they basically sold out. And I was trying to explain the lengths I was going to, to attempt to get another one. And, and says Huvia really stepped up, um, says Huvia, I called out for your help and you all came running. My God, it was a mobilization. Yep. Like I have never seen before. I was so moved. You all scoured the world looking for Uber Swank drop crotch jumpsuits. And I want to tell you that I have five more on the way. Yeah, you do. Um, I have, I'm wearing the royal blue right now. I have two more royal blues because it's my favorite. Two black, one olive green, which I don't like so much, but it's fine. And I also have that deep navy blue that I got the bleach stains on. That I, oh, yeah. I fixed with a pen, but I found more bleach stains um, by the ankles. So that may be like my kind of weird cleaning one that I kind of put to the side. <laughs> and go. I feel like I'm going to kind of rank them like some are like I keep some pristine. And I but the most exciting thing happened, Dan, right before recording, right before recording. Whoa. Yes. What? Yes. What? What? Dan, what? I walked to the dog because the dog goes down and stays with our neighbor. She gets that that 
contactless drop off with a downstairs neighbor. Yeah. Before I take her down, I take her out to poop. And I was like, come on, you're going to poop. And I was walking around and my other neighbor from down the hall walked past me wearing the same exact royal blue uber swank drop crotch jumpsuit that I am wearing now. We passed by one another wearing identical uber swank drop crotch jumpsuits. There are two of them on this hall. My word. Did you give each other sort of a knowing glance above your masks? I tried to, that but she was busy swank. talking on the phone and I was like, hey, hey, look at, hey, we're the, hey. And then she was busy. But later on, maybe I'll leave a note on her door like, hey, I saw that we were wearing the same drop crotch drum suits and maybe you want to hang out at other ends of the hall from each other and we can talk about how that neighbor is fine. But I think she's a little aloof and my dog barks at her sometimes. And I mm. think maybe she doesn't want to talk to us. But, um, well, plus she's competition for your, De- in, the, in demand no. jumpsuit in the world of the drop of the uber swank drop crotch jumpsuit we are all brothers and sisters and everything in between we are we are one it is a it's not a cult dan but it could be if we really worked at it and it's you've already got the outfit mm, if if and i don't buy if i mean when and and by when i mean now that we've started a cult i this is the outfit yeah it i mean suits- you're already set you're it set. suits everybody. E- okay, sure. It'll fit everybody. So, yeah, I, literally all in one of them, even. You could definitely get two people in one of these, at least. Yeah. You could hide a child, for sure. I remember, uh, and this will this will carbon date me a little bit, But when I was in college and worked on our college newspaper, we had a photo essay where we saw how many things we could fit in a raver's raver pants. And I and it was a lot of things. Um, I feel like the you could really experiment with just how much you could fit inside your uber swank drop crotch jumpsuit. I think it's a lot. Certainly you and Oscar could be walking around together in one. For research for a book I'm working on, I got to read this book about a woman. This book is called Gone Shopping. And this it's about a woman who was the basically the queen of the London uh, shoplifters. She stole like, it's, it's astonishing. She She was basically, she grew up in this, she was part of this den of, she was like, it was kind of the 40 thieves. And it was like, it was this amazing story, but she goes in depth about the fact that she had special um, thieving underpants that were these giant bloomers. And she would wear these giant bloomers under her clothes and they had really tight elastic around the legs. And so that as they would steal stuff, they would basically fill up these giant, giant knee length underpants. And um, she would never wash them because that was bad luck. And so she just had these like giant Mm. voluminous thieving pants. And I believe that the Uber, except stuff would just fall out of the ankles a little bit. But if you you really got them together, they could also be thieving underpants. But don't steal in them. Just just love other people in them. I don't want to derail the whole podcast, but that's the update. 
So, all right, with that update yep. about the Uber Swank drop crotch jumpsuit coupled yep. with large thieving bloomer underpants. Yep. It's worth noting, Maureen, that this is our 140th episode. <sighs> That's disappointing, isn't it? It's, it's, I mean, I guess it depends on the definition of disappointing, but yes. 140, Maureen. Mm. For those of you joining us well into the hundreds here, uh, this was supposed to last for eight episodes. We have been on lockdown longer than that. Than eight episodes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine, Dan. Let's go back just for one second to August. I want to talk to Dan. I'm making a call to August 2016. I'd like to speak to Dan, please. Hello. Hi, Dan. Hi, Maureen. This is Maureen 2020 speaking to you. Oh, no. Yep, it's me. It's weird how Dan from the past sounds just like the drive-thru kid. He's just a, just a, it was a different time. So Dan, I, I don't have a lot of time. I just need to tell you a couple of things. Okay. Um, first, Trump wins. Just get, uh, get, get that out of the way real fast. Uh, but that's not even the headline here. Oh boy, what? Yeah, um, in, oh, sorry. You, apparently a bunch of helicopters going by. Don't worry about that, Dan. Um, oh, good. Uh, that's funny. I haven't heard them in a while. Oh no! Are you? That usually means you just. Oh, oh, what does usually, it mean? Okay, usually. Oh, well, no. okay. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, Dan. Um, uh, right around uh late February, early March, twenty twenty, a a this. Well, glo- it started before that, but there a global pandemic hit, Dan. Uh, it's this thing called COVID. Uh, you're going to hear it called several things. Uh, it's, we just basically call it COVID or coronavirus. And, um, uh, you're not, you're going to be surprised to hear this, but the world shut down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Boy world. Johnson. Like everybody, it's not just the United God States or just one it. city, but like literally everyone <laughs> everywhere had to stop going to work and everything closed. God. So, um, we have been, you and I have been inside for 10 weeks, uh, I think. Uh, when I say inside, we are allowed to go for short walks outside wearing masks. This is um, insane. But, this um, is insane to even hear. Now, the thing is that Trump doesn't, uh, he, he uh, believes various things about it. Like he calls it a hoax. He recommended, you're not, this is going to be hard for you to hear, Dan of 2016. But at one point he was recommending people inject bleach and shine lights <laughs> inside their bodies. He takes random pills. Um, uh, it's it's kind of that I rampant. believe. Yeah, I mean that checks out. But it's the whole he's president thing that's probably still tough yeah. for you to hear. So anyway, uh, we're we're still a little bit stuck in that. But anyway, I just want you to know that it's not going to be epi- eight episodes. It's going to be 140. Uh, I'm going to tap out now. I don't want to give you too many spoilers, but I'll I'll be you'll be seeing me later pretty much for forever. Bye. Oh no. It'd when you put it like for- that, Maureen. Yeah. It doesn't sound great when you word it like that. You know, when you, when you take the wide view, it doesn't sound good. We've all coped pretty well. It is. Yeah, it is. 
I mean, it's every not every now and then I am like, I am holding up better than I would have expected. I mean, for all the shit bags out there, there are oh, it's hard to say percentage wise, but like compliance levels, while not what we want, are pretty high. Yeah. I'm trying to be positive. Like, I think that most people generally, nah, I'm not going to say most. A lot of people generally understand that we got to do this thing and uh, are trying to work together to support each other. Considering how poorly communicated it has been, how absolutely shit-handed it has been handled at the top. Uh, yeah, we're we're doing okay. I mean, it didn't it didn't completely descend into total chaos in all places yet. Yeah, and you know, it's bad. It's bad. It's real bad. But a lot of people are coming through in and being spectacular. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. And Maureen, it's summer break now here at my house. The kids are out of school. So that's fun. Is that this seems early? We always I feel like we always went into early June. Yeah, this year was a very early end. Good. Uh, Well, that's that's good. Yeah. So, you know, now we go from them being home with a little bit to do to them being home with nothing to do. So that Mm. seems great. That's great. And, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. It uh it yeah, it's it, it's taking a little bit of my head to wrap around like, oh, this is just now like even though e-learning my kid that the teenager's e-learning has been fairly minimal and I think that's a that that has been for the best for sure. Um but it turns out that little bit of structure was something I clung to as a moment of sanity and now it's gone and and nothing has risen to take had, its place. So had he been planning on getting a summer job or no, we were planning to hit the road. Oh, hit I the mean road, for course, yeah. yeah, for for those of you that have listened, we have uh for the last two summers spent the entire summer on the road. There's usually one or two episodes of Says Who where I am nearly passed out trying a, to record in a hot car. Sweating yeah. near a pyramid. But um but yeah, we are we are not. I there's no way in my brain to wrap uh wrap my head around how to safely road trip for an entire summer. Does not there are a bunch of things in that that don't sound like a great idea to me. And uh so yeah, so we are we are here until until we're not, I guess. But um but for those of you listening, if you also are cooped up this summer, can I recommend taking a virtual road trip? Because our last two summer trips became The Hitch Podcast at thehitchpodcast.com. You can go all over the United States with me and Janice and the family. I think there's like 72 episodes per per summer. So have at it. Go on a road trip with us while you just shelter in place forever. Normally in the summer, Oscar gets the way his work is set up because it's a Swedish company. 
they get uh, two weeks off. In oh, the I summer. thought you were going to say meatballs. They get all the meatballs they can eat. Man, there you go. And we have always taken that time because it's it's sort of it's just there. They don't. He doesn't really get to call when it happens. It just happens, but it always happens at the height of summer. And we go to England to see his family. Yeah, it's just been how we've run things, and it's the longest, clearest stretch of when uh, when we can go. And so it's our standing appointment, and um, we can't. You know, we're not going obviously this year. Yeah. Uh, so that got wiped off. In fact, I'm just looking at July now, and it's still technically those dates are marked off with a big blue line that says UK. I got to go over and take that down. Um, God, just wipe that off. And um, we don't really know what we're going to. We thought, you know, we've been thinking about maybe getting a car, but we don't really know what to do with it. Right. Um, Because while we have been quarantining here and New York's rates are dropping fast. um, Yeah. Y'all have been doing the work. And, you know, obviously we don't know how things are going to go or change, but we don't know that, say, if we got a car, could we drive somewhere? I don't know. Like, we have a friend who's a big house. We're like, maybe we could go there and, like, maybe camp on their lawn. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. Like, we could just, but we'd want to give it the full 14 day. Like, we don't know. Yeah. She, She lives near a pond. So we're like, maybe we could go there and we could kind of be get them. It's okay if we got in one end of the pond. We could swim in the pond and we could kind of wave to each other in the water together, like, hey. And then like maybe we could live on their lawn or something. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot. If we didn't There's have the dog, lot. I think we'd try that. I honestly think that we would give that a go if we didn't have the dog. Um, because there's no way she's uh, she could easily tear through a tent like a bear. Um, <laughs> but did uh, I ever tell you about the time that uh, this was before we had kids? Janice and I were camping, tent camping in uh, New Mexico in the very early spring. So it's like I, the campground may not have actually technically been open, and so it was just us and our dog. Uh, not the current dog we have, obviously, but uh, but a previous dog, Lucy. And uh, we woke up in the middle of the night because Lucy was like very, very quiet growling. And then we heard. Like the like gremlin sounds coming from outside the tent. And we realized it was coyotes. Oh, triangulating the tent there were three of them <laughs> coming like smelled the dog and were heading in toward the tent and it was like what are we going to do and we had one of those big mag light flashlights and I was like okay if they jump the tent I guess I'll just start beating <laughs> like beating as the sides come billowing in Jesus and, uh, yeah it was really it was that's dramatic. It's one of those camping moments where you realize like, oh, we are really just out here. It's just us. Like, and this was, I think this was before we had a cell phone, even let alone there would not have been cell phone coverage in, in where we were. And uh, then instead we just made a lot of noise and uh, then we could tell the dog kind of calmed down, but it was, it was touch and go there for a minute. Yeah. Just touch and go. I'm not a camper, Dan. I'm not a, I just want to 
be anywhere else. I'd love to swim. Uh, I just don't. I just like to not be inside all the time. Although this week I have, for the first time, taken one of our folding chairs outside. Ooh. And found a little spot of grass sort of back from the sidewalk, like far enough back. And I have sat outside in a chair um, for, you know, like an hour. (laughs) Oh, man, you're living. You are living. That's the most, you know, and that felt really, I mean, genuinely very exciting. We just don't really get to go. We walk the dog, but that's it. That's the only time we get to really go outside. Like we can walk around, but we're generally so busy. Um, because it turns out, as I think a lot of people found out, the working from home and doing sort of everything together at all, like it, it makes a lot more work and not less. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So, um, Maureen, you are not the only person that's been looking to get outside. And thankfully, this weekend, the president of the United States got to go golfing again. Oh, Dan, I have been worried. Because he has been working hard. He's been working. cooped up. Whoa! No. He has been cooped up in the White House. Shit posting. It gets boring and, after a while. Uh, you know the war. The the we're we're opening back up again. And what better way, Maureen Johnson, to show how we are opened up than spending both Saturday and Sunday golfing at Trump National uh, Golf Course? The At the same moment, we are crossing 100,000 deaths from the fucking coronavirus. And also, he bullied uh, a bunch of churches into reopening. It's basically saying that they should defy whatever governor's orders there are and that they should open this weekend. He did not attend a church, just thought they should open continues to amaze me, Maureen, from even back in the pre-lockdown, simple halcyon days that this president gets away with never going to church. It's incredible to me. But especially after making a whole big deal about how houses of worship should be open and blah, 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 and they're essential and na, 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 and he can't even fucking show up to one for an hour. Instead, he goes golfs. Dan, we saw a lot of images this weekend of things like uh, a party or a uh, bar opening in the Ozarks. Yeah. We all watched that cool footage. Bar. It was like a, it was a, was that a pool or like a lake? What were they in? It's something called the Lake of the Ozarks, which seems to be uh, like a party bar pool, pool bar in a lake resort area is it's, my, my gut on it. So it's this, it's, I guess, a pool that's got about waist-high water with a bunch of high-top tables in it. First of yeah. all, gross. Very gross. <laughs> like, super gross. I mean, food ends up on the floor at the best of times in places. So you're just basically floating in garbage. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> so gross. That's totally beside the point. Just gross. I've worked in restaurants. I'm sure you have to. Gross. It's gross. Yeah, it's gross. Um. How are you feeling about this sort of, you know, lockdown isn't over? No. Like, well, yeah. And yet we seem to be, it's as if people were like Memorial Day, spring break. And like, we seem to be in some kind of 
nether world of we, we are, are in we a aren't. bubble moment where for some reason there has been sort of a national decision that we're bored of the virus and so it doesn't exist anymore and so we can go about doing our daily thing part of it is as you expressed being inside for this long is real hard and i think being inside for this long without actual real leadership explaining why we are giving any sense of what an actual milestone for when we don't need to be all of that is makes it even harder right um and then obviously you have these astroturfed you know reopen liberate the states bullshit that was happening last month that's kind of putting pressure on even the governors that have done a pretty good job about this to begin to ease stuff. Um, But nothing has fundamentally changed in how the virus spreads in the amount of virus that is around. We are barely down. You all in New York have really brought cases and deaths way way down which is amazing and wonderful uh but it actually your curve has made it so the whole u.s curve actually looks like it's heading down when in fact it's at best just a straight line um so i am i personally am deeply worried i think that we are in a weird bubble moment that will pop in a month or so yes yeah, I mean, there are these weird things like Universal Orlando is going to reopen, but weirdly. Yeah. Like at 30% capacity or something. Is that right? Yeah. It, it, and with social distancing, you have to wear masks on all of the all of the rides and lines are going to have six foot, you know, blockers in between each thing. And it. Disney, I believe, is announcing their plan this week, but we don't know anything about it. We don't know their dates. Universal is opening June 1st, which seems fucking wild to me. Oh, it's it's insane. I mean, I just need to say this for my own sanity. In order for these things to work, you need compliance. Yeah. The people that are going to run to a theme park the minute it opens are probably not the people that are super concerned about compliance. That sounds right. They're they're just kind of feeling put out that they couldn't get, they didn't get to go and don't think this is a thing. No. And you, I'm assuming Disney's like, we don't want to really be seen as the super spreader place where the uh, plague park, It does seem like a single super spreader event at a theme park would end that theme park. And yet that's what's going to happen. Like one kid dies in the loop slide at Action Park and Action Park's done. No. Took more than one. Took a a bunch more than (laughs) And it really wasn't that slide. It was all the electrocutions. (laughs) Well, Maureen... You made mention earlier about a, a unfortunately canceled trip to the UK, and there has been 
a lot of UK news mm. this week. Mm-hmm. And a, sometimes I feel like I understand the UK news. And other times it's this. And right. I have simply... There are words and things and none of it makes any sense to me. Can you please, Maureen Johnson, help me to understand what the fuck is going on in the UK right now? I'd be happy to give it a go. And to any of our UK listeners, you're going to hear me take some broad strokes because we'll be talking about a lot of stuff, but then I'll get specific about some others. So I haven't really given a a good UK update since uh, Brexit. Um, yeah. So the UK uh, has had a lot of stuff going on in it. Like here, they had Brexit and an election. Their prime minister is Boris Johnson, who's like a slightly more functional Trump character with like vaguely more self-awareness, unclear. But he's, <laughs> I mean, everybody's better than Trump in terms of basic functionality. You know, like, so it's like, you're like, yeah, but more functional, but still not saying very much. Um, Now, he has an advisor named Dominic Cummings, who is this, uh, he's a character. He is, he's sort of Mr. Brexit. A lot of these things were his idea. He's, he, he's a person who thinks that he is very smart. Um, My husband, Oscar, found his blog and this guy writes incredibly long blog think pieces about theories that he's got about how things he's this guy clearly thinks he's the smartest guy in the universe oh, okay. and has been getting away with a lot of stuff uh because they keep getting elected and he's it, he's sort of like the steve bannon a little bit okay so dominic cummings how many is, shirts does he wear collared shirts does he wear at once he doesn't he's the opposite he just kind of wears a lot of t-shirts and rolled like he's he's kind of known for dressing casual i think okay well as you know, or may have heard, when this all kicked off, the UK decided to Leroy Jenkins everything. Yeah. Uh, they were like, we're just going to go for herd immunity and basically do nothing. Yeah. Uh, this extended so far as Boris Johnson going to a COVID ward early on, I guess early March. Yeah. Shaking really hands, on. unmasked, just like, it's fine. Shake hands. It's Jesus. all good. It's great. Well. That whole position, it's hard to imagine a country reversing quite as quickly as the, as the, or as the, as the, as the UK did, because from that initial position of like, let it all hang out, it's fine, hang out at covered wards, lick the walls, it's fine, <laughs> um, to a very rapid descent into badness. Which included Boris Johnson then getting sick with coronavirus. Getting real sick. Yes. First coming down with it. Straight up ICU ward sick. Seeming like at first everyone's like, it looks a little peaky. And then all of a sudden they were like, he's being admitted to hospital. So the whole UK had to change their whole position on everything that they were doing. And they went from go nuts to complete lockdown like gates slamming shut everywhere theirs was even more extreme than ours oh Um, yeah you couldn't um no no non-essential travel you're just not allowed to drive from one place to another just not not allowed um to the point where it's like why are you even outside (laughs) 
Like you, you just, it was so bad that everything had to be completely slammed shut. So you need to know that what matters to the story is the, the severity of the lockdown. Yeah. So now we have Dominic and we have Boris on the day that Boris got sick and it was announced at number 10 Downing street, which is like their white house. I'll just keep saying number 10. That's where the prime minister yeah. lives on the day that it was announced that Boris Johnson had coronavirus there. You could, they had footage of Dominic Cummings literally running out of the building, just like taken off. Well, so I'm actually scrolling through my own Twitter feed from yesterday. Cause I made a whole thread about this, that a lot of people have actually uh, retweeted. Um, because I think people just wanted clarity on this crazy story. So that was March 23rd. Sometime in that period, Dominic Cummings' wife gets sick. And then he gets sick. Now they live in London. So his, like his kid gets, they all get sick. Now there's very strict instructions. If you get sick, you need to lock down. You're sure. not, that is the ultimate time you're not allowed to go anywhere. But that's not what he did. Instead of staying put in London in his house as instructed, they got in their car and they drove north. Mm. Four to five hours north. Oh, wow. To Durham, which is up near Scotland. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's like, that's about as far as you can drive in the country. It's like Durham, then there's like Newcastle on Tyne, and then the next kind of, then your basic next train stop is going to be Edinburgh. So they're way, way up north that they drive to because that's where his parents live. Sure. So now for a while, people, they, they were spotted up there. Like somebody saw them over the fence, basically, <laughs> and was like, oh, is that Dominic Cummings? And for a while, the government wouldn't respond to questions about what have, if Dominic Cummings had been seen in Durham. Wow. So they were, they were kind of like, I think they lied about it at points. They just were, but they were not talking about it. So then they, around the 12th of April, so that happens like around 24th, 5th, 6th, 7th of uh, March is around the time that they make this escape up to Durham. Around the 12th of April, a day that's not noted in my Twitter feed, but I will note apparently is also his wife's birthday. Oh, sure. They are spotted at a place called Barnard Castle. Hmm. Happy which birthday. Is a, which is a half an hour away from Durham. Okay. And all of these people are like, and he's just kind of there in the woodlands. <laughs> so people start to ask questions. And again, as, ask the As government. one would expect. I believe, I believe the government denied that he was at the castle. And meanwhile, he's sick. He was very sick. Apparently. Jesus Christ. So people wanted answers. Uh, yeah. And I guess that just a couple of days ago, the government finally admitted that this had happened. And people were incandescent with rage. So Boris Johnson comes out and gives a press conference and is like, the reason he did that is because his family was sick and he was taking care of his family. And basically, he's awesome. And 
the people of the, I have never seen all of UK Twitter turn at once. Like, <laughs> like it's as if they, somebody had said something to them and they turned and they collectively took off their earrings. So, <laughs> so then yesterday, so we're recording on Tuesday. So Monday, yesterday, Dominic Cummings gives a press conference. Now, Dominic Cummings is not an elected official. He is an advisor. They are not supposed to give press conferences. I forget what the rule is, but they're, that's not what they do. That's not a okay. thing. But he gave a press conference. I believe it was in the garden behind number 10. And he comes out. Now, this guy is known for being a dick. <laughs> it may not, it might not surprise you. So he comes out and he explains. Now, during the whole part of his first statement, for reasons that are totally... You ever play the uh, the goose game? Yeah. That video game that's just yeah. an obnoxious goose that knocks shit over and goes, ah, just to piss people <laughs> off? Yeah. yeah. During, during the first 10 minutes of his statement, it was like that goose was there. There was just this in the background. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> Somebody was clearly doing something to fuck around with it, but I, I, I don't know what it was. So he's trying to talk and there's just this and then so he's in this little table like a folding imagine this there's this doofy guy sitting at a folding table at one end of the garden and then all of these reporters well spaced out all around the garden and he has a list of, of reporters to come up and ask him questions and then one by one they come up to this mic and and ask questions from a great distance and he has to sit there and these reporters did not fuck around yeah so the story dominic cummins tells a story the story is his wife gets sick his son gets sick he starts to not feel well what can they do who will take care of their child if they are sick like maybe somebody in a city of millions and millions and millions of people where you live and know loads of people no He's yeah. got a he's got a niece up in Durham who's like I'll do it, so they drive up to Durham, oh. where there's like more space in a spare house. Now yeah, there's a you know. and there's an explicit thing about you're not allowed to travel to any second homes. But Perfect. he's like he's like the guidance was not clear. This these were incredibly difficult circumstances to which everyone's like these are incredibly common circumstances. All over the place, people were having to make these decisions. And what you said was, don't travel. Yeah. Oh, that's a very loud car outside. Loud cars are bad. So he, he's like, well, the guidance was vague. And you're like, you wrote the guidance, you fuck. And so <laughs> he's like, and it lives leeway because you wouldn't be able to know what to do in all circumstances. They're like, no, it was clear. You stay home. You could have stayed in London. There were people that could have taken care of your child. You I mean, were he not... literally wrote the guidance. Yeah, he's certainly on the on the among the people that created the guidance. Yeah, the government's plan. So they were like, "What? What about single parents? What about all these people that yeah. couldn't go to see their loved ones dying?" Like they're like, "You somehow thought that you were special. That while you were sick." You went to another part of the country. But then we get to the whole part about going to a castle. And this is the best part then. 
<laughs> oh, no. And again, I will point out that it turns out that this was his wife's birthday. So he said, it is true. I went to that castle that day. I went to Bernard Castle. But you see, the thing was, while I was sick, my vision got very blurry. Okay. So I sought medical advice about driving home. And what I decided to do was test to see if I could drive. And mm. so what I did was I put my family in the car and we sure. drove 30 miles yeah. to a castle. Who among us, Maureen? Who among us? Then they hung out, wandered around the park, yeah. and then drove back again. You got to let your eyes rest. Dan, his whole story was that he wasn't sure if he was fit to drive. So what he yeah. did to test if he was fit to drive was drive kind you know. of a long way. Yeah. He had private property he could have driven on. They could have been, they could have done pretty much anything else, Dan. He's the government, he's a major government minister. They could have gotten him something. I mean, he wasn't supposed to be there. Eh. But then he drove back, he went into work. I mean, it's eh. a whole thing, Dan. So he said, Well, obviously, people are upset because of what the media has said about this. Mm, that's why. The media, he said, they're upset about the media, but now that they've heard me explain, they will no longer be upset. To which sure, some of the reporters rightly Did said, that work? people are not upset about what the media said. They're upset because we have accurately reported things you did and things you are literally saying right now. <laughs> it would be well. unthinkable for us to have Donald Trump, even withstanding 30, 20, 10 seconds of these kind of questions. Yeah. But his whole response was, I did nothing wrong. They were like, will you apologize? He's like, no. Meh. No. You know. So that's what basically happened. The guy who is creating all the policy, after they'd fucked up so royally and they all got sick, he then drove all the fuck around the country. You know. Did random shit like went to a castle to test his eyesight. <laughs> and then I came mean, back again. A four and a half hour drive nonstop is a long drive. Well, they had a lot of questions about that. They're yeah, like, did that... you stop? He's like, I don't remember. They're like, they had a four year old in the car. Yeah. No four year old is going four and a half hours without peeing. They said that they thought one time, they're like, did you get gas? Did your child, they were like, one time my child had to go to the bathroom. And what would you expect us to do? Not let him go to the bathroom? And they were like, we kind of expected you not to, to take To not COVID. leave your house. Yeah. You all had COVID and you all drove to another Jesus. part of the country. You, you took a COVID-filled car and broke your own regulations. I mean, I... There's a part of me that appreciates it when I can more abstractly look at a governmental set of ineptitude, mm -hmm. but we're all real fucked, Maureen. We are all real fucked. Um, you know, Dan. 
there have been a lot of demonstrations of people being good. There have been a lot of very clear demonstration of people who think the rules are for other people. Yeah. And it's it is definitely a a real lesson in who's in it for us and who's in it for themselves. And I certainly the list in my head even of just people that live around me is uh is a list I won't soon forget. Dan, how's that going? It's going. It's going right before we um right before we started recording, I had to run the dog out and was about a block away. And uh, a woman was standing back on her grass, which I appreciated. And she said, you can go ahead. I'm about to go say hello to my friends who just pulled up in a car. And as I walked by, the friend in the car was like, yells out, we just thought we'd stay in the car and say hi from here. And then goes, absolutely, that's no problem. And then proceeded to walk directly up to the car and lean in the window. <laughs> oh, boy. Some people as don't get it. the car is some sort of a magic barrier. Mm. As long as they remain in the car, they're under the, like, the spell of the horcrux or something. I'm not sure what that was, but I just went, yep, another one. I have a whole mental... I have a whole mental map in my head of my neighbors. They're not good. They're not good, says Uvians. I hope you're better than them. Says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. A reminder that every Sunday, if you are a $5 a month supporter, just five bucks a month gets you an entire Another says who last week we talked. Uh, what did we even talk about? Life under quarantine this coming Sunday. I think it's about 45 minutes long. Deconstructing an essay about a uh, quarantine breaker that'll that'll blow your hair back. It's the quarantine breakers really have a special, special spot in my yeah. Look, we maybe we're look. Maybe it's one of you. <laughs> you know, we're just saying, or you know somebody. Like we get it. You're you're sick of being in. Look, we don't get out of this unless we work together. Yeah. And for those of you who are, I'm assuming most of Sesuvia is is doing the, all the right stuff. We know I our believe, people. Uh, we do. And I bet that some of you are being driven to madness, to the very edge of madness, because you know a bunch of people who are definitely not. Yeah. And um, keep up the good fight. Indeed. And if you would like an in-depth look at someone who decide to, decided to break quarantine and then write an entire essay about it, that is this coming Sunday. At patreon.com slash says who for all of our town watch. That's $5 a month and up supporters. It's a, it's an episode Dan, for Dan not, sure. Dan had not read it and no. boy, was he surprised by some of the details. <laughs> it is something. It is something. Also something, our theme music, which is supplied to us and performed by Ted Leo. 
he's been he's been keeping under quarantine. Oh, Good yeah. job, Ted. Ted. You know Ted Leo's keeping oh, under quarantine. Without a doubt. That dude is locked fucking down. Our logo is designed by Darth. Darth's keeping under quarantine. Look, Darth is sometimes in quarantine just because it's winter. So, like, you know that Darth, Darth oh, is yeah. in Darth's den making making potatoes. Absolutely. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. I will just say the Facebook group continues to be an amazing peer support network and people doing amazing things for each other and all of that. It's a great group. If you need a virtual group of people that are doing doing the work, go check it out. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. And you can spread the word. You can subscribe. And please do leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And once again, if there are podcasts, hopefully this is not one of them, but if there are podcasts that you have found yourself not having time for during this quarantine because you typically listen to podcasts in the gym or on your commutes and you're not doing those things anymore. Uh, One great way to support them is to leave reviews because that helps a bunch. So do leave reviews for this one, for other ones, for all of them, uh, because it really does help podcasters a whole lot. And you can join us June 3rd for our 141st episode (laughs) that's wild uh from my basement in chicago i am dan sinker and don't go to universal the week it opens no don't go the month it opens we'll all go when it's time yeah we sure will time yet it is not but when it's time we all go together that'll be so beautiful dan it will breaking It's not Trump gone, quarantine over, all of us going together to Disney. I love it. It's sweeter than ever, Dan. It's sweeter than ever. It will. It will. And a merch plug. You can get yourself a Meet You at the Haunted Mansion fanny pack at merch.saysupodcast.com to remind yourself of that moment, that sweet moment when we've all just eaten our Dole Whips and are about ready to get in a doom buggy. Maybe I'll make Dole Whip today. That sounds good. Maybe I have some pineapple. You have the ingredients? You I have, so. wow, just on you. Just there. You're I ready. I have a lot of canned coconut milk because that's kind of a vegetarian sure, uh, staple. standby of, you know. If you can do a lot with some uh, shelf-stable tofu and some canned coconut milk, you can. Mm. I signed up for one of those boxes that's like imperfect produce. You know, you get. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Is it? I'm not actually sure that they're um, being as uh, environmentally conscious as they as they claim. I wanted to believe yeah. it was very virtuous, but I, I don't know. Yeah, but that's another topic for another day because I'm from the interior of my Uber Swank drop crotch jumpsuit where it is <laughs> breezy and free, where you can move the way you want to, where you can dance, you can sit, you can sleep, you can jump up in joy. Everybody's uh, welcome. It's inclusive of all oh, bodies. Boy. 
It's inclusive of all bodies. There's not a single body that can't work with this. It's just like a, a thing. You know, it's not a yeah. It's not going to squeeze your middle. Nope. It's good and if you need to rest, you can rest in it. If you want to stretch a yoga and do looks, you can do that in it. It's there for you for whatever your needs are. You're ready. I'm very, very moved about this, Dan. And it's sort of like, I don't know if I told you about when I went to Costa Rica and I found that oh boy. there was a kind oh of boy. really point of unity where I saw it all fit together, Dan. I, we all work mm. together. We feel together. And Dan, um, and also if any Sesuvians live near a pond, have a yard that maybe you'd like some, like an author to come live in your yard for a while. Oh um, boy. <laughs> I realized that my friend does have like a gazebo. Like maybe we could live in their gazebo. There you go. Oh, Become who's gazebo that? people. Who's that in the gazebo? Oh, that's just Maureen and Oscar and their dog. They moved into our gazebo. Uh, it's going to be a weird say, summer, you guys. It really is. It's it going to really be a summer is. unlike we've. But the thing is that we're all going to have this weird summer together. We are. It's never, there's we'll never be there. been. There's just never been a summer where it was like, just things can't happen. Everywhere. Yeah, summer in 1918. I don't know. I still think they did things, then, which is part of the problem. Yeah, that's right. Then they all got killed. Then they all. Yeah, they all. Um, they all got sicker. It, it actually the first wave was not the worst. Which is just no, something to bear in mind. Bear in mind that it was not the first wave that was the worst. No. Oh, on that uh. note, oh, <laughs> I love you. I respect Whoa. you. I, um, you all mean a lot to all of us. And uh, while we are separate, we are in fact completely together in Sesuvia because okay. that is the one place that has never had a single case of COVID. Even if you yourself have had it, you didn't have it in Sesuvia. It's true. You were completely free when you were here. And it's you're true. always here. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sounds vaguely threatening, but it also does, sort does. of endearing. It's yeah, it's a little but you know, Sesuvia is an endearing, slightly threatening place. Um, you know, that we got shipwrecked here. <laughs> we lived forty 140 episodes ago was when we dashed ashore. We did. Dan and I were on that little boat. Oh, oh shit. Ah, oh, crap. Where are we? We better go have a look around. And we still live here. At what point do you think we just gave up trying to get rescued? Mm. Pretty early on, Dan. I think that yeah. we pretty we pretty much. I think it was probably officially when we're like, we're just going to go to every week. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to get put that at October. Yeah. Uh, that was two years ago. Yeah. That, no, that was 18 to October 18. Was it? Was it? So, yeah. Yeah. That's when were we, we launched the Patreon. Was that? So we were doing it twice a week before that? Every other. Uh, we every did other, it weekly uh, for a little bit and then we and went then we every other it. week and then. And then, yeah, that October point, that was so we held out. We held out for for like a year and a half. 
I think that's when we stopped making the, was. the help signals out of rocks and <laughs> sending right. up the flares. That was when we were like, well, at least there's a mango tree. That's not a boat. It's not a boat. <laughs> it's not a boat, Dan. I keep telling you, it's not a boat. Stop, Dan. It's not a boat. Dan. Maybe. Dan. Maybe it's a boat. It's not, Dan. Maybe, though. You have been looking at it. That has been a rock. It is there every day. It never moves. Why don't you think it ever moves? If you, if you, if you don't drink water for a long time, it moves. Oh, Dan. Oh, Dan, it's not a boat. I'm Maureen Johnson. This has been said. It continues to, to be. <laughs> and continues to be. Says it. Oh, my. All right. It's been a long one. <laughs>